Say Something's Girl Talk, a place for women to hear and share an encouraging word. Next up, Shelly Miller, veteran ministry leader and highly sought-after mentor on making rest a rhythm of life. She's a leader of the Sabbath Society, an online community of people who want to make rest a priority. She's written Rhythms of Rest, Finding the Spirit of Sabbath in a Busy World, as well as many other things on featured publications internationally. She and her Anglican minister husband live in the UK with their two kids. We're so excited Shelly's joined us. Thanks for joining the conversation. Here we um, go. It's such an honor to be here, and how many of you are disappointed right now hearing my voice? that it is not British. <laughs> so sorry. I apologize to British um, audiences as well for butchering the English language, just to let you know. So I have to apologize right off the bat to everybody. So anyway, it's just such a pleasure to be here um, and meet all these amazing people. I'm just kind of um, in awe of what God is doing. Um, well, I'll start with this. About two and a half years ago, we moved to London on a Macedonian call, which means basically our hearts were swollen for the British people. We wanted, wanted to visit. And um, basically, we knew God wanted us there, but we had no idea how that was going to look. And um, basically, we took a 75% pay cut. Yay! Um, to go to London and minister there and shortly after I moved there um, I curated a writing group I'm a writer anybody a creative in the room enjoy creative endeavors well how many of you know anytime you do anything in life it's much more fulfilling if you have friends um, who are kindred to do it with and so um, I asked three girlfriends, new friends, in London to meet with me to just sort of network and, um, you know, engage in what we're doing to encourage each other and connect in that way. And it became really fulfilling for us. Um, we became quick friends. And as girls normally do, it quickly went from writing to talking about the clothes we buy and our kids and what we're cooking for dinner and um, just whatever struggle it was. And we liked each other so much, we wanted our husbands to like each other just as much. So um, we started meeting for dinner every other month with our husbands. And um, at one of those particular dinners, I sat next to Steve, Helen's, uh, my friend Helen's husband. And Steve is, a, well, he's a Myers-Briggs guru. Anybody take the Myers-Briggs? Yep. So you sit next to a guru, it feels like you are, um, well, naked, sitting there. <laughs> so he turns to me and he says, um, you know, it's a miracle that you wrote a book about rest. It's like, thanks, Steve. That's nice of you. No, he said, no, really, it is, because um, rest is so against your nature. Now, I'm an ENFP. Any other ENFPs in the room? There you go. So um, for those of you who don't know what that means, it means I'm an extrovert and I'd much rather be sitting next to you learning about what makes you tick. Um, it's all about relationship and being very distracted by relationships. So um, he was right because I will choose being with people over everything. No matter how tired I am, if you invite me to go somewhere, I'm going to feel really conflicted about not doing anything. Um, so he was right. I wrote, and I'm telling you this because I wrote a book about Sabbath, not because I've got it all figured out. 
and not because I'm a guru or I found some secret formula. Um, how many of you know it's the things that break us in life, not the things that come easy to us, that seem to resonate the most with people that we love, right? So God had me write a book about Sabbath. And I tell people I found Sabbath because, obvious reason, I was tired, but not tired in the way you would think. I was tired of being lonely. We lived in a small southern coastal community called Polly's Island. Anybody familiar? Oldest resort town in the United States, actually. It's between um, Charleston and Myrtle Beach. Beautiful place. We were seeing a lot of fruit in our marriage and our parenting and, um, well, in our ministry together. No one would have known that I was walking around with this deep ache of loneliness inside. And how many of you know you can live in a place where Everybody speaks the same language, but the way you view life is so different that it makes you feel lonely, isolated, other than. And so on um, a simple prayer walk one day, I was having it out with the Lord and about loneliness. And it sounded something like this. It was at Christmas. Actually, it was right after Christmas. I was putting away Christmas decorations, as we do, had boxes from the attic all over the room, pine needles on the floor. I had the vacuum sweeper out, the cord, you know, everybody's tripping on it. And um, I was really dreading mundane Monday. I wasn't, it wasn't so much that I was dreading getting back to as I was dreading the fact that all that space that we just lived in, that two weeks, of being with family and the people that love us and are known by us, that feeling of being um, known and belonging. You know, that time in your life when you just, you don't even look at your inbox. You don't care if your kitchen's messy. You rarely look in the mirror to see what you look like. You're just happy to be with your people in your yoga pants for a few days. Well, I was having it out with the Lord because I said, you know, I believe You've called us to feel that sense of belonging and being known, that same feeling that we have on a holiday, more than just a couple days on a calendar, more than a week at the beach or two weeks at Christmas. I believe you want us to feel that sense of being known and that sense of belonging all the time. And I heard one simple word in response. And it was Sabbath. You see, I was trying to fit in to a culture that wasn't me at all. And God used Sabbath to show me, funny enough, that I already belong. You see, fitting in is changing who you are to be accepted. But belonging is being accepted for who you are. And on that simple prayer walk, God used that one simple word to, um, well, chart a path towards Sabbath. And I began to investigate what Sabbath means. And the more I began to ponder it, the more I thought, you know what? I'm going to invite people to join me. Through, I'm a writer, so through my blog, I started what's called the Sabbath Society. And the Sabbath Society is simply this. It's a weekly email that I write. It's a personal letter um, to basically share how I'm resting how I'm finding my own rhythm of rest, what's working for me, 
what isn't, where I feel like a failure sometimes, and where I feel like I've succeeded with some resources. And so I began, as I began to investigate Sabbath, it's distilled down to two simple words. Three. <laughs> time set apart. Sabbath is simply time set apart that is different than any other time of the week. So Sabbath comes from the word Shabbat, which means to cease or to stop. But do you know it also means to celebrate? So how many times do we have a day off work and we're thinking, yay, I'm going to celebrate time? Not very often. We're usually thinking about what we're going to get done, don't we? What we're going to check, um, what we're going to do that we've kind of pushed out uh, because of busyness. busyness. It's usually not about... Um, celebrating time. And so um, there's two things that I that I really stood out to me in the Genesis passage where Jesus or where God is creating the earth. He created the seventh day and it was the first time he called something holy. Do you know that? We don't often think about a day of rest as holy, do we? But we often all get the the word holy misconstrued as well. Holy simply means set apart. So when we think about um, Sabbath, we're thinking about how can we uh, set time apart that is different than any other time in the week. What does that look like for you in your world today? How can you make time set apart and different than your other days during the week? And so in the Sabbath Society, we found that there are basically five things that keep us from resting well. And probably some of you can relate to one or two of them. And it comes from the word, well, how, how many of you are familiar with the word sila, S-E-L-A-H? It's most usually in the Psalms. Scholars aren't unified about what it means, but most agree that it means pause and think about that. So now when I read the Psalms, I often, when I hit that word selah, I go back and reread what I've just read because often the psalmist will have a heart change afterwards. So I challenge you to do that. When you're reading the Psalms now and you hit that word, think about what's just been said and then notice how there's a heart change afterwards, which means basically when we pause and stop to think about where God is in our lives, where he's afoot in our everyday lives, we often have a change of heart. We often chart, often begin to see life in a whole different way. So I'm going to use an acronym. So think of pause in your mind. Think of the, the letters. And P stands for permission. This is the number one reason why we don't Sabbath. We and women are really bad at this. We're terrible at giving ourselves permission to rest, aren't we? We often say, I'll rest when X, Y, Z is done, when the house is clean, when that DIY project is done, when my kids' stuff is put away, whatever it is, fill in the blank. And you know, when Jesus created the world and he created a day of rest, it was because he was completely 100% finished with everything he ever created, right? He never created anything else. He was completely done. No! He's in this constant state of creating. 
And he's never fully finished. His imagination is immense. So why do we say, I'll rest when I get everything finished? We do that to ourselves, don't we? A in pause is for ask. We're not great at asking for help. Same reason why we're not great at giving ourselves permission to rest. We often feel like we're going to be seen as slack, irresponsible, unworthy. Um, we're going to be judged by, by not measuring up in some way. And so we often just a simple ask invites people into your world, says, I love you, I trust you, I want you to be part of my life. U stands for unique. <laughs> so unique means that, um, well, every single one of you came dressed a different way. If I walked into your houses right now, your houses would, be, would define you, your color palette, style. We walked into this lovely place and there's a, there's a particular you know, design to it. Well, the way we rest is unique to each of us, but often we rest in the way our family rests, our children rest, our husband rests, the people in our home rest. And I often um, think of uh, Jesus says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. People ask me, how do you Sabbath? What's, you know, what's proper? What's right? What's wrong? And I always use that scripture. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. What's easy for you? What makes you feel light? Because you know what? The answer is going to be different for every single person in the room. I love to pull weeds as a therapeutic um, thing that I do sometimes on Sabbath. And to a lot of you right now, you're going, that is awful. Like, why would you? That's not restful. That's not restorative. Um, so think about how God has created you to uniquely rest in the way that fills you up and restores you. And then S is simplify. And I often think of Sabbath as a dinner date with Jesus, where he just wants our eye contact. And so we don't often think about if you go on a dinner date with a girlfriend or with your husband, somebody you love, you don't just arrive there. You think ahead. You're thinking about what you're going to wear, what the ambiance is going to be like when you meet, what kind of food you want to eat, what kind of genre of movie you might want to watch. And so we, um, in the Sabbath Society, have learned that the only way that rest happens is if you're intentional about it. You really plan ahead. You plan all your days out towards Sabbath instead of walking away from it. And then E is for enjoy. And I think as adults, we drift into managing life more than we enjoy it, don't we? We forget to eat ice cream just because we like it. Um, we forget that play can be restful. Um, we kind of miss just enjoying God and glorifying Him for who He is when we're just managing life. So I want to challenge you to think about, um, in this probably more than 10 minutes, um, what areas for you? Are you hard on yourself? Do you struggle with giving yourself permission to rest? Um, do you find it difficult to ask for help? And maybe you've been resting how everybody else in your house rests. And maybe you rest hasn't worked because you're not intentional about thinking through and thinking ahead. And then, um, are you enjoying life? Can you look at the last week and say, you enjoyed God? You didn't just check 
Bible reading off of a list, but you really enjoyed him. Because what I've learned is this. Sabbath is God's way of parenting us, no matter what age we are. All he wants is our attention. And when we become a role, a wife, a mother, a co-worker, a volunteer, whatever it is, we lose a little bit of who it is. So I want to challenge you to think of Sabbath as this wonderful gift from God. It's not about guilt. It's about an intimate time to deepen your relationship and find out what he has for you. That's it.